Hello and welcome to this episode 8 of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson and I'm the founder of Stack and I'm recording this slumped on the sofa in my Airbnb apartment in New York after a very busy but very fun week of speaking to independent magazine makers across the city. And I think probably the weirdest bit of the trip was today when I went to the 40th floor of the World Trade Center to meet Noel Roth, the art director of Pitchfork Review, and Matthew Schnipper, the managing editor there. Uh, Pitchfork is obviously a massively popular and successful music website, which was bought by Condé Nast quite recently. And the Pitchfork Review is the print magazine that spins out of that. And the two of them spoke really interestingly about how print allows for this deeper, more holistic coverage of the kind of subjects that that they want to speak about. And I also spoke about the experience of um, making this magazine between two cities, because while Matthew and the editorial team are based in New York, uh, Noel and the art team are based over in Chicago. I'm very pleased to say that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Park Communications. They've been out here with me in New York, uh, a series of events that we've been putting on together. And I'm very grateful for their um, support in making this uh, and really making the, the whole trip happen. Um, if you are thinking of making your own independent magazine, you will need to sort out your prints. So a good place to start is going to parkcom.co.uk. That's parkcom.co.uk to see the sort of stuff that those guys do. There are going to be more New York episodes to come on the podcast in the next few weeks. Uh, but for now, this is me speaking to Noel and Matthew at Pitchport Review. Oh, and I should say that we laugh kind of hysterically at the beginning of this because um, I get Noel's name wrong. That's because I had already just got Matthew's name wrong, and so this was my second attempt. Quite frankly, I think I could have kept on having attempts at starting this podcast all day and not managed it. So um, just bear with the hysterical laughter at the beginning, and um, I promise that we get to some interesting conversation pretty quickly. So uh, I'm here feeling slightly weirded out on the 40th floor of the World Trade Center uh, with Matthew Schnipper, uh, the managing editor of the Pitchfork Review, and Noel Bullion. Roth. I changed my last <laughs> name. Sorry. I got, mar- I got married. You can keep that in. Okay. It all was right. Bullion. Now it's Roth. No. No. <laughs> no Roth. The art director of Pitchfork Review. Thank you both very much for making time to speak to me today. Um, I, am I right in thinking, Matthew? Are you always here, or are you mainly in Chicago? No, I'm here. You're always here. Yes, I'm always here on the. 40th floor. Okay, but you're yeah. normally in Chicago. Um, yeah, the design team is Chicago-based, yeah. Ah, so yeah. it's an editorial design mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You guys just had to put some distance between yeah. each other. Yeah. The, the <laughs> magnetic draw was too much, so we had to like push, push, push apart. <laughs> so the, so how, how does that work then? The, like, you know, kind of, because obviously one of the great things mm-hmm. uh, for me about when you're making magazines mm-hmm. is that you like walk across and you stand behind the designer as they're doing things on screen and you sort of point and say, not like that, 
more like that. How, how do you oh. guys manage that? <laughs> well, when you're a designer and the art director, you just tell yourself that, right? <laughs> um, well, that's actually something we've been working on is like how to manage that process because we're not in the same space. Um, so that's a, it's a work in progress. And how many um, issues has that been the case for now? All of them. Really? Well, all of that I've done. Yeah, um, all that you've done. I've been yeah. the... I've edited or kind of handled the magazine for three issues mm-hmm. from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been that, that way for, I guess, yeah. for 2016. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then before that, we had an editor in Chicago who handled it. So it was it was all, that was Chicago-based, but then she, she moved on. And then the former art director, who was also in Chicago, I'm the new one. So I've been on two issues of it. So... We're, we're still kind of... We have a new team, I guess, so yeah. We did a lot of um, uh, FaceTime. We did some FaceTime, some Skype. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's some of the nice. some of the guys in London I know who use a lot of Facebook for making their magazines because they really? just have... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's recommended, but they just <laughs> wow. have like very, very yeah. long threads where things get put back and forth. Um, wow. But I, okay. I guess we should... I mean, just in case there's anyone mm-hmm. listening who doesn't know what the Pitchfork mm. Review is, mm-hmm. um, maybe you could tell us what that is and how that fits into the wider Pitchfork structure. Sure. Do sure. Um, I think when we think about the Pitchfork Review, we've tried to take it, at least in this past year, to give them um, single, uh, make them single topic issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision from that was kind of to to kind of bring it and say, like, how can we take a thing that has a 360 view um, and a pitchfork's lens through which to look mm-hmm. at something? Um, you know, the first issue that we did this year was jazz. And obviously that's, you know, to some degree that's almost like if, uh, you know, a furniture, I mean, it's maybe like a, like a interior design magazine said furniture. You know, it's, it's, it's a big topic, obviously. Um, yeah. But we tried to look at that and say this is music that's really important right now uh, we're writing about it on pitchfork.com we're reviewing records we're reviewing mm-hmm. records that are influenced by jazz mm-hmm. how do we both talk to uh, a new fan someone who may not even be a fan yet someone who might not realize they're a fan mm-hmm. um, how do we talk to somebody who is also um, deeply invested in the music already and offer them something how do we say here's what you need to be thinking about if you didn't know anything about this music to start and you picked this up and you flipped through it and you got to kind of feel its vibe, you got mm-hmm. to dig deep in some of these interviews, you got to read about what this music has meant culturally, um, and then maybe you spent a while learning about saxophones, you know, you would feel like maybe I have an idea of what's going on. You know, you can you can enter that world, you know. It's sort of, a, it's you know, it's opening the zipper of the bubble boy thing and, going inside you know all um, right we took that same approach with the uh, the music festival issue which we worked on which noel and i uh, mm-hmm. worked on together and then it's issue we just made about music and politics music mm-hmm. and politics yeah, it's nice. coming out very soon mm-hmm. it's a hot time for an issue it, about music it and is. politics yes. is it Perfect. all going to be okay can you reveal the, do we know that yet oh we would god if we could <laughs> tell the future right and <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I'm guessing here, but I'm thinking that probably this magazine is not a way for you to reach out to new audiences because the people who are aware of this magazine, I would think, are aware first of the 
Not necessarily. No, really? Okay. Actually, um, which is funny that we discovered this at, um, we were at the, the booth for Mag Culture and AAG at the AGA conference this past week in Las Vegas, and there are people who came up and said, oh, we love the Pitchfork Review. And they're really talking to them. They're like, you know, you know about our website, right? They're like, what? I'm like, wait, are you serious? You don't. Uh, we also have a website, a little thing really? called pitchfork.com. Is that, I mean, the, the disparity in numbers is like the what? What are the, what are the mean, numbers for the two? The, oh, I mean, no, I mean, if you know about pitchfork.com, you probably don't know about pitchfork. The website's big. The website's way the website's bigger. Big. <laughs> What's the secret of that? The website is big. Yes, yes, absolutely. But but it doesn't. It's funnily enough, it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. I'd say like. 85%, 90%, it does go hand in hand. But yeah, I mean, the website eclipses the review by orders of magnitude. Mm. So, uh, I mean, so website. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very successful as well. Mm-hmm. And so the, the point of the print then, I again, I'm guessing, would be mm-hmm. kind of as you were saying, so you're going deeper into a subject mm-hmm. and really giving someone an immersive experience mm-hmm. with a beginning, middle, end. Yeah, and mm-hmm. from an art perspective too, I mean, we have on the site, we have cover stories and features and things that go into more, they're more about artists than they are about one subject. Um, so the review is an ability, give us a, excuse me, gives us an ability to explore that visually too in a different way than we would um, on the site. So just by the nature of the um, the material and the way that it's put together and things like that, it's we can do what we can't do in web and on web we can do what we can't do in print. So sure. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What's the um how have Condé Nast received this? Because they obviously they 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 bought Pitchfork, they bought this enormous uh website with huge reach, and they also bought this really beautiful magazine. The what's the kind of awareness and reception? Uh, well it's good. I think the one thing that's been great about the integration of Condé Nast and, and Pitchfork, or excuse me, the integration of Pitchfork into Condé Nast, is that they've essentially left us alone to run editorial. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, we trust you, and go do it. We're here to give you the resources that you need uh, to facilitate making your thing better and hopefully bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but make what you want to make. Make the decisions that you need to do, mm-hmm. uh, and go forth. Mm-hmm. Um so at no point has you know has Anna Winter come back come down and said, <laughs> "Listen, like you know, I, I think the kerning in this page has not been great, and like yeah. you know, um, you know, we maybe you could work on your heads and decks. Yeah, where are your cover lines? Sure. Yeah, that kind of conversation isn't happening. Um, yeah. So they support creativity. I mean, they really do support creative freedom, as far as like from what we've experienced. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, so the, the so I say where are your cover lines there are no cover lines on this but there mm-hmm. is a ridiculous and fantastic project which you were telling me a little bit about last night <laughs> yeah. so the this is the festival issue mm-hmm. and so for the cover we have a bus mm-hmm. tell us the thought process that led through this yeah well so I kind of inherited the concept which Mike Renault our creative director had um when I started the issue was underway and he wanted had this idea of um a festival tour bus because it's a festival issue it makes sense um and a really iconic imagery of from you know when festivals really started in Haiti in the 70s 60s 70s was you know the tour bus so we wanted to get something from that era so I found 
uh, Mike and I both found buses on Craigslist, and we ended up buying this bus. Um, I contacted this guy um, and kind of pretended I was just looking to buy a bus, <laughs> which we were. We ended up buying this 1974, 1972 bus, um, this huge tour bus, and drove it from Indiana to Chicago, and... Um, I hired one of my friends, uh, Shelby, who's an amazing sign painter and painter in general, um, artist, to paint Stevie G's illustrations on the bus. Um, and that was, um, it was interesting, <laughs> driving it around Chicago. Where's the bus right now? I wasn't in charge of that part <laughs> of it. I don't know. So someone's just like gained an amazingly painted bus like at the end of their garden or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where it is. Um, well, I, I love it. And I, I think, you know, from what you were saying about Condé Nast being here to say, we're just going to give you resources mm-hmm. to do the things you want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so pleased that that is what mm-hmm. you choose to do with it. The, mm-hmm. like, that's a fun use of, mm-hmm. of some money. Mm-hmm. Um, am, I, am I right looking to see this? Have you got rid of the control P section? There, there's been some shifts in thinking about um, it. So... We do print sometimes things that we've done on yep. the website. So but, I should yeah. probably explain for people who oh, yeah, don't yeah. Like, know the mag really well. So the, the when it started, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. had uh, original content for the first part of the magazine mm-hmm. and then a control P section, mm-hmm. which was kind of like best bits from the web mm-hmm. reproduced. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, now I've... Right. So I think the shift and has been with, the themed issues um, to move away from that a little bit um, because the themed issues are around the topic. So um, that is, I think, why it first went away. But we're we're always exploring like t- format and mm-hmm. I think yeah. what whatever the yeah. opposite of like the inverse because now there are things yeah. that we create for print which get brought yeah. onto the web. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the other way around. Um, yeah, we just that the last issue. So that's like. Uncontrolled P? I don't know what that yeah, was. Yeah, reverse. Rever- <laughs> reverse control P? Yeah. 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 Um, so there are things that, you know, we, we, you know, not everything gets translated, but mm-hmm. we're doing some great storytelling and, you know, mm-hmm. things that we're proud of, think, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of those things have had, you know, different, sometimes bigger, great lives, um, you know, on pitchfork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually been exciting to see. And hopefully those things bring some readers to the magazine mm-hmm. and, and Vice versa. Yeah. 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 So when you're commissioning then, and you're commissioning something for the print mm-hmm. version, what are you uh, looking for and asking for that you, I, that I guess, that makes it specifically right for for being in print? Well, let's look at, at the the festival shit we have in front of us. You know, mm-hmm. I think we wanted to say it's we put it out in the summertime. You're going to you know, pitchfork readers or probably music festival goers at one point or another. What do you need to know about? You know, what's fun to think about? What's the history of music festivals? You know, so what are the big music festivals? So, you know, there. This is a place where we might not, um, you know, on, online critically in, investigate, and we might not review the 2016 edition of Burning Man, but Burning Man is something that probably is important and led to the 2016 version of Coachella or of uh, Bonnaroo. So let's get in there and look at, you know, do an archival look at Burning Man, something that works really, really well uh, in print because you can really have big, great archival images. You, know, you can spend the time to do um, an oral history. It, you can d- dive in there. But then also, like, what's some silly shit that's happened at music festivals? You know, one of the things that I loved having in here was uh, 
we found out that people could get married on stage at um, Ozfest um, in the '90s. So there are people who got married before, not stained. It wasn't before stained played. You could look it up. I forgot. It was another. Ba- it was a stained like band. Yeah. Um, who was? Who did they get married? Oh, Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you could get married right yeah. before Snip, Slipknot played. But then we also yeah. looked. You know, other things. What else makes a festival? Food. Mm-hmm. You know, we look. We have a recipe from backstage from the guy at Oshiega. Um, You know, who was the best backstage chef um, there? And we looked at that. You know, we looked at who else actually was really influential in getting festivals to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Fish. Yeah. You know what? Like Fish, not a typical Pitchfork band, but we can give credit to those. You know. To people who deserve it there. Yeah. So, you know, it's not necessarily like, okay, this is a story that's only right for print and not right for the web. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are stories where maybe in print, if it was only, you know, excuse me, if it was online, it was three or 400 words. It seems very slight. Here you're able to indulge with the images. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to put it up against other stories so it sits in, yeah. you know. It's not just okay, we have a new blog post up. It's about Ozfest. You'll catch this in between mm-hmm. 15 other stories about what's going on today. Mm-hmm. You know, again, looking at, like, what's music festival culture, festival culture like right this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, so both what's happening right now and what happened to get us to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be great stories that we didn't get to tell because they didn't actually fit in. Um, we had we didn't tell stories about Coachella and Bonnaroo um, and... All points west doesn't exist anymore. Whatever yeah. you know, we didn't tell stories about Roskilde. We didn't tell stories about. Class. There's too many festivals that are right now. Mm-hmm. They may overlap with each other. But what's the essence of this mm-hmm. festival? What you know, and that, what's fun? What do you need to bring? You know, mm-hmm. just when you sit down and think like music festival. Why am I going to this thing? You know, what's everything that might fit into your mind bubble? Yeah, we tried to get that in there. So it sounds like this is a more holistic approach to a subject that you're able to approach from many different angles. Yes, that's mm-hmm. holistic. Yeah. You could have just said holistic. That would have been <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, also, Not as interesting, though. Yeah, but it's also, t- I think what's interesting too about going back to the idea of like looking back in time and looking at this piece right now, it's printed, so it's, it's, it is by its very nature a time capsule. So you have it, and for example, the music and politics issue, like people are going to have, if they hold on to it, which we hope they will, look back at it in 5, 10, 20 years and say, wow, oh wow, we are in a really weird time. The world is great now. Or, <laughs> this is the start of our downfall. Um, no, but, or just, and also the festival issue too, is like there's a billion festivals right now. It's this interesting and strange time for festivals too. And this is going to be different in, you know, five years and, you know, or longer and looking back at it and looking um, at what we're thinking about and how we're talking about it in each issue, I think is something that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and you're, you're contributing to the yeah. glut because right. you don't just make a magazine and run a website. You are yeah. at the moment producing a festival that's on next week. Yes. Next week, Paris Festival, uh, Pitchfork Paris Festival is happening. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so every October, end of October is the Pitchfork Music Festival Paris, and every July is the Chicago Festival, mm-hmm. so. And you art-directed the festival? In the Paris, yeah, the Paris Festival. So, and uh, Joy Burke, our digital art director, is usually the Chicago art director, so mm-hmm. it's hard to do both. <laughs> and so this is why you need to dash off in it, because you have about 300 things that you need to do this afternoon. Do you get to enjoy any of the festival? Do you get to go over and do that bit? 
Um, well, I've never been, so we'll see. Um, but the Chicago Festival, I think part of it is that we work really, really hard up to the festival, and then that's our time as a you know, team company to hang out with each other. So I think I think that's what it's going to be like, but I'm, I'm willing, obviously willing to work. So. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I know. Nice. Cool banners. (laughs) Where would we be without cool banners? (laughs) Uh, Listen, I know you two are super busy, so um, thank you very much for taking the time speaking to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for this week. Thanks again to Noel and Matthew for speaking to me. They are of course, ridiculously busy, and I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks also to Park Communications for the support. Um, Again, they are very genuine supporters of independent magazines, not just with the Stack Podcast, but all sorts of other stuff. So if you are thinking of starting a magazine, go to parkcom.co.uk and just take a look at the sort of magazines that they're already working with. Um, thanks very much to you for listening I'm going to be back in London next week we've got the Mod Mag conference in London on Thursday next week so I'm going to be trying to pin down Jeremy Leslie from Mag Culture to do a quick chat with him which I hope will be next week's podcast Um, and as I said before we are going to have several more interviews from this New York trip coming out uh, over the subsequent weeks Um, if you want to make sure you hear all of that stuff follow us on itunes or soundcloud or whatever else you use to listen to podcasts just search stack magazines and i'll be back again on your phone in another week Thank you.